0: Uh. Baby, ooh yeah yeah. You know what I want to do? You want (laughs) to touch her with your pee-pee? I want you to touch my pee-pee, baby. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, I'm Adam Weister.
1: I'm here with uh, Dan Arlen and Doug Adams.
0: And Fuckstick McGillicuddy.
1: And Fuckstick McGillicuddy. We were all just waxing philosophic about our various medical issues. Uh, As you get older, you you, you develop. We told Adam that, um, you know, when he hit 30, He'd get his mystery illness. Of course, Adam being Adam, he had to be an overachiever. Yeah, and he uh, wanted to beat expectations.
2: I'm speedrunning it. And yeah, by the speed way,
1: running that shit. His name is Expectations. Dick's name is Expectations. Uh. And I'm drinking a Diet Coke. So Jesus Christ. He ain't yeah, fucking
2: chasing it with Mentos? Uh, uh. Right?
1: <laughs> well, I've had uh, stomach acid. It's been okay. I've had heartburn all day. And whenever I drink anything with carbonation, um, uh, sometimes I will take pure baking soda and mix it in water and then drink it. Not the tastiest thing in the world, but it works. But do you remember the baking soda and vinegar? um, I was going to ask if you make a volcano. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Buddy, I'll I'll chug one of those down. I sit there for about 10 seconds. I'll start laughing because I know it's coming. I open my mouth and it's like out of a fucking movie. Just foam? <laughs> no, I've never brought up foam. Actually, I've always wondered why, but, you know, that you don't I haven't. have enough vinegar
2: in there. You have That's vinegar. what it is,
1: right? I need to change my mix. Eat some so. pickles after you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you can use. Uh, I mean, you could use pickle juice, but you can use uh, vinegar as a, um, a leavening. Leavening is that right? Leavening agent, uh, like for baking. So, I mean, technically, you could use pickle juice.
0: So pickle juice and baking soda. I don't know what Jesus that was. Like. That sounds like the most disgusting bread ever. Yeah, worst yeah. pancakes ever, Dan.
2: You you try that? And let <laughs> me know how it is.
0: Worst pancakes <laughs> ever. <laughs> well, you know, I know a bunch of people that they just love pickles. You know, it's mm-hmm. like I like pickles on a thing, or you know, on the side oh, no. with a sandwich. You know, have a dill spear. But I know people that they would just sit there and you know eat. Half a dozen pickles, like oh, for yeah, I do that. eating candy. Oh yeah, I like I especially gherkins,
1: little crunchy little gherkins. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, I Old used to go get pickles.
2: a big pickle. Like uh, if I'm ever at a sporting event, and they're selling pickles, bro. Mm-hmm. I'm getting one. I'm getting one of the big fucking pickles.
1: I actually don't like the big pickles. I don't think that they um, not ferment, but um, they don't take just, in all the flavor the same. Yeah, way. they don't pickle correctly. I don't think yeah. that's why I like the gherkins is because they get all the way through. There was a. Place down in Florida, down on Marco Island. It was a restaurant. I can't remember the name of it, but they were, um, that's one of the things they did. They had these big barrels at the end of the salad, beginning and end of the salad bars. And that's what they were. They were just, and they'd go over and they'd like use this fucking paddle to uh, stir them. And you just go near some tongs and get your pickle. I will say they were pretty fucking good. So I've had some good pickles. I've had some shitty pickles. So nothing's worse than a shitty pickle. I would agree. So anyway, the old shitty pickle. So they Give sell them-
2: this thing at uh, most pharmacies called a fleet. Mm-hmm. you ever heard of it? An enema? Yeah, it'll help you avoid shitty pickles in the future.
1: Ah, okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I did not know what a fleet was, Doug. Thank you. Yeah, yeah it's, it's just a one-use, one-use enema.
0: One-use enema. Oh.
2: Use it and throw it away and you just spray it. It's yeah. just saline in a little dropper and you just spray it up your ass. and
0: Yeah, it's like, like f- A's for your butt.
1: enemas freaked me out when i was about god 10 years old i think i've told this story before my parents found some blood in the toilet i didn't flush because i was a kid you know and they found some blood in the toilet and uh put me through all these horrible fucking tests uh and they're like oh your son has colon cancer at 10 years old and shit and then when they found (laughs) absolutely no it is funny 30 years later right 37 years later um and then after all was said and done uh, they were just like, Oh, we don't know, uh, change toilet papers or something. So it turns out that I have been prone to hemorrhoids since I was a kid. Right. And now I know that, but I remember my parents having to give me enemas like fuck, probably a half dozen of them or more, uh, before I, I went to the hospital and had to do this, a uh, barium enema. Mm-hmm. Right. Those are fun, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so they do it me the other way. They drink it. I've drank it yeah. too. Um, I, I would. Pref- I mean, it's some foul tasting shit. But anytime you give me the opportunity of either ingesting it that way or sticking it up my ass, nine times out of ten, I'm gonna, I'm gonna choose ingesting it. Did you, you know, tell orally. him
2: at the hospital? Bury him. Barely know him.
1: Barely know him. No, because I was too young, and I didn't understand stupid puns back then, but I guarantee fucking I would now Missed opportunity, um, yeah, they de- definitely my first uh, first childhood trauma was missing out on that that pun so <laughs> yeah, and they so they filled me up with barium, and like I thought my insides were gonna explode, and they just kept pumping it in. Uh, maybe that was cause they needed to, or maybe because we were in a a hospital in the middle of fucking nowhere that was probably full of vets that flunked out of fucking vet school um horrible fucking hospital this is how much we put in a horse it should work right Right, you know and and humans are kind of like horses so yeah it was uh terribly 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 painful and uncomfortable so the idea of an enema now makes me kind of cringe and I've had chicks throughout the years, you know, that want to do the, the butt play. They want to take a finger to the butt or something. I'm like, <laughs> nope, no. I have anal trauma there, sweetheart. You touch my asshole, and I'm going to start swinging. So, sorry, ladies. No touchy, Dan Dan's. Well, rosebud.
2: Lucky for them. If they touch you at all, they're touching an asshole.
1: But on bumps. <laughs> There you, there you go. go. There you go. That was actually pretty good, though. That was actually pretty good. So, but yeah, we were discussing uh, we were discussing medical issues. I'm trying a new drug for my ADHD, um, which I think should be called dopamine dysregulation syndrome. I actually wanted to go with dopamine dysregulation disorder, but then that's triple D. And uh, yeah, you'd
2: rather it be a dentist than boobs. I got yeah. it.
1: Yeah. If I have a, a DDS as opposed to a DDD. So, um, learning about all of the, 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 physical and psychological issues that, that you go through when your dopamine doesn't know what the fuck it wants to do one day to the next. Um, but it's for the, the medicine that I'm on is for Parkinson's. And when I, I didn't think about it, I put it out on Facebook. I was like, Hey, has anybody been on, uh, whatever the hell it's called? I can't remember now. And <laughs> Oh, I know what
2: it's called because of the joke that was made.
1: Oh yeah. Uh what was it? A dine- a Amantadine. Amantadeen. Dean. yeah. Cause somebody asked me, isn't that what Jeffrey Dahmer prepared at the table? Because it's spelled <laughs> a man to dine. And uh, which is again kind of funny, actually. Uh but yeah, several people <laughs> 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 several people hit me up in the background and were like, dude, are you okay? And uh I was, well, no, Dude, I mean, the
2: perfect response would have been just fucking random letters, just send
1: them <laughs> <laughs> or a quick video of me just <laughs> <laughs> a very
2: blurry photo of you or it's obvious the cameras in motion.
1: <laughs> it reminds me there is an episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm, which I'm not a huge fan of in general. I, I don't think it's like not funny. It's just not my kind of humor. But they did have one where Michael J. Fox was on there. For those of you who don't know, that's what Michael J. Fox has is Parkinson's disease. And one of the symptoms is the shaking, right? And they have actually correlated that shaking with a lack of dopamine. Your your brain doesn't have enough dopamine and your nerves start to fire completely out of order. Like, you know, with no rhyme or reason. So anyway, Michael J. Fox is on there. And what's the guy's name? Uh, from Curb Your Enthusiasm. Larry
2: David, the main. Larry
1: David, yeah. yeah. And he like he's in his building or lives in his building, and there's some animosity between the two of them. And at one point, uh, Michael J. Fox is like, Can I get you something to drink? And oh, yeah, Larry yeah, David's I like, Yeah, sure. And he brings him a soda and he goes to open the soda. And of course, it explodes everywhere. And Michael J. Fox just shrugs and goes, Parkinson's. And And I just thought that was the one of the funniest fucking, um, you know, bits in a long time. And I feel like I'd be the same way. You know, there's, I mean, we, we all joke about our ADHD and and my ADHD definitely causes me a lot of challenges. Uh, it's, I believe it's the core of my anxiety and the panic attacks and shit like that. Um, but you got to joke about it. And I think, Really, with any ailment, I don't care if you have fucking cancer. At some point, you've you've got to s- seeing humor in something. Wait, what what do they say, Doug? Humor is tragedy plus time. Sure, or something like that. And I figured, yes. you know because of... that is
2: yes, that is a saying. Yeah. Tragedy plus time is
1: yeah, is comedy. It's comedy, right? Yeah. And I will tell you that for the, I know the three of us, for instance. The shit that we find funny is typically pretty wrong.
2: Yeah, we just forget the time part.
1: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Too soon? Too soon?
2: It it literally just happened, Adam.
1: (laughs) I'm literally still bleeding, buddy. There's an active shooter
2: in the building right now. It's like, yeah, but it's kind of funny, right?
0: (laughs) To give you an example of that, I was sitting there walking the dog today, and I thought... You know, if I had to do the whole fatherhood thing over again, uh, right about the time that the you know, after the kid had the talk and are aware how people are created in the whole nine yards, I I, I would constantly make jokes about, oh, you're just mad cuz I'm fucking your mom, you know. <laughs> do, do that shit like all the time. And you know, just be sitting there and be like, "Hey, you know, who I fucked last night, your mom." It, it would just be just a barrage of that of mom shit dips. all the time.
2: Yeah, <laughs> right. I fucked your mom. She was all like,
0: "Uh, uh give it to me, <laughs> uh,
1: give it to me, my son's daddy."
2: Yeah. <laughs> the opposite of an Oedipus complex is. I think you found it right
1: there. Yeah. Yeah, the darker the humor, the better. Um and which again, a fun study or theory that I read was that people with ADHD prefer dark, fucked up humor because regular humor regular humor doesn't entertain us because it's very cookie cutter. Or you know, like we already know what the joke's gonna be half the time. Yep. And I thought about that, and it's true. Like a lot of times, I know where a punchline is going at the very beginning of the joke. I'm the same way with movies. Um, by the end of the first act, I already know what's going to happen. And my favorite movies are the ones that fuck me up. And my favorite jokes are the, or, or comedy bits are the ones where they fuck me up. And they just come out with something just horrible and vulgar. And I go, <laughs> wow, my brain couldn't even begin to fucking fathom where you were going with that. Um, It takes a lot to shock me. You know, people, things will happen in the world and people say, oh my God, I'm so shocked. Aren't you shocked? I'm like, no, people are fucking terrible. I mean, how can you be shocked when someone goes in and kills a bunch of people or does? No, I'm not shocked. I hate it. I'm disgusted by it. I'm pissed off, but shocked? Nah. If, you know, I mean, if somebody told me that, uh, you know, Joel Olstein was a fucking child molester, I'd be like, meh, meh. I see it. Have you ever seen his haircut? I'm just saying. So that's a child molester haircut.
2: Anytime there's a heinous act or some ridiculous act of violence and people are like, aren't you shocked? I'm like, you know what? I felt like doing this a lot. Uh, (laughs) Every now and then I just want to walk in somewhere just spraying. uh,
1: Adam, remember when we were discussed there were things we probably shouldn't talk about on the podcast? (laughs) Remember? Remember that? I'm like, no,
0: no, I'm not shocked because- True it's the same here. Well, it's kind of like the place where I work, and it's you know, I have it, you know, I have intrusive thoughts like everybody else, but mm-hmm. you know it's not like intrusive, like, "Hey, I need to shove this knife in my neck or anything." Mm-hmm. But um, well, it was uh, for instance, um, the place where I work, they have a, a badge-based security system. And uh, they were doing some renovations and there were some things that were enabled and some things that were disabled as far as badge access. You didn't even have to badge in, in some, in certain spots. (coughs) And my first thought was, well, if you don't have to badge in to get on the elevators to get to the floor, Uh, I mean, because motion sensors have a, you know, well-known flaw, if, uh, you know, you puff some smoke or anything else at them, it'll interpret that as movement and open a door. So if you've got a door that's, you know, badge on one side and then the other side just opens with you walking up to it, one of the things that people do is they have this, uh, uh, it's like spray smoke to test smoke detectors. And um, You can even get that with a little straw in it, so you can direct it. So it was like my first thought was, well, hell, all somebody would have to do is jump these turnstiles, get on the elevator, go up to the thing, stick the cam through the door, psh, and you know, then it's open season and whoever could just mow down whatever. And I had several people look at me like... Uh, <laughs> Do 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 we need to call somebody? Right. Uh, Why is your brain uh, working this way? Well, it's just it does that. Welcome to ADHD. <laughs> I,
2: I watch a lot of uh, like physical pen testers that
1: mm-hmm. gain
2: access to where they're not supposed to, mm-hmm. and um, this one guy's—he was talking about his favorite tool is a blow-up doll because he uses it to trigger these the, the motion sensors on the other side of the door. So he would just push the blow up door through the fucking bottom of the door and then just leave the nozzle hanging out so he could blow it up and just blow it up enough until and wiggle it around. Yeah. Until the sensor went off. He's like, all
1: right, now I'm in. And Doug, I want to go back to something you said at the beginning where you said, um, I have intrusive thoughts like everybody else. Um, I really hate to be the one to tell you this, but not everyone has intrusive thoughts. Um, Oh, I do. Don't don't get me wrong. Mine get pretty fucking weird sometimes. Um, But yeah, I'm learning that not everybody does. So we're we're a little weirder than we thought we were.
2: Yeah, Dan, when you told me that, I was kind of surprised. No, you were the first person that I heard that from, I was like, no,
1: no, I disagree. I don't believe you.
0: And the difference, and obviously there's different categories, but, uh, you know, and to you know, to give you another example of be glad I'm not a psychopath, <laughs> uh, when the Oklahoma Federal Building got blown up, uh, and you know they immediately got on the news and started talking about high-powered explosives and the whole nine yards, and I'm sitting there in a break room uh, at the time with somebody else, and I'm like, yeah, I mean that's a large explosion. But with enough diesel fuel and ammonium nitrate, you could do the same thing. You'd probably have to fill a truck up or something. <laughs> and uh, then when the news came out a day or two later, they, <laughs> that it was- they asked me where I had been as far as like, you know, they knew I was there. I was working with them, but I did get the <laughs> sideways <laughs> glance of, oh, my fucking God. Right. It's just one <laughs> of those things that my head
1: does. And that's, and mine does too. And I remember mentioning to a psychiatrist or a therapist, I've lost track. And she assured me that I'm not crazy because sometimes my intrusive thoughts bother me and, you know, because they can be a little dark or they can be a little weird. Like you said, Hey, Dan, pick up that knife and stick it in your neck. You know? Um, and she said, uh, if, if they, if the thoughts bother you, you're probably not a psychopath. I was like, probably not. Well, yeah, I mean, exactly. You can't ever be too sure, but (laughs) she's like, yeah, psychopaths don't typically give a shit when thought, like when a thought like that goes through their head, like I should just pick up this knife and stab this person in the face three or four times. They simply pick up the knife and stab the person three or four times. And uh, I was like, oh, okay. And that made me feel a lot better um, about a lot of things. Um, same with, you know, being raised by a narcissist, um, a true, like, you know, medically diagnosed narcissist, uh, you're going to pick up some narcissistic traits and behaviors. And I had, and I was bothered by that because as I read about narcissism and narcissist, I was like, Oh no, I I'm one, you know, and I don't want to be one. They're shitty. I don't want to be a shitty person. And same thing. My therapist was, she said, well, thing is, Dan, is that a real narcissist doesn't ever identify themselves as a narc. They don't, they don't think they are and wouldn't be bothered if, if they were, because that's just how they are. She said, the fact that it repulses you is, is good. So I think, I think that's probably the thin, thin line between being a fucking psycho and just having intrusive thoughts or just your brain being weird and doing what it wants to do is that well, you don't act on any of it. You know,
0: Well, it's also the reason why I solve problems quickly, you know, because, because you're a psychopath. No, because I think of what could cause this or how could this be done? Oh, outside the box thinking apps of fucking
1: And again, people with ADHD tend to be uh, phenomenal troubleshooters. Right. And what do all three of us, do for a living. <laughs> yep. We either have or do troubleshoot things. I'm a rapper. You are a rapper. Yes, you you are troubleshooting.
0: Yes, he's the, a rapper. Uh, he the encloses game. candy periodically. Yes. yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And if you tear him open, the candy will come out. Really?
1: Oh shit! Yeah. Wish I'd have known that when you were out here.
2: Yeah, reach right here in my pocket. I'll show you.
1: I do. Uh, I do like some plain white boy candy so i'm just saying you heard it here first
2: i'm troubleshooting the game
1: you're troubleshooting the uh the imbalance of white people in rap is what you're doing so i think that's i think that's great so i think that's great yeah
2: the the imbalance yes yeah yeah there's just just not enough
1: (laughs) middle class white kids from the midwest in rap these days um, you know, if no, there's no, one no. thing SoundCloud needs, it is more white kids in rap. And that's, that's, I think that's, what's gonna really, uh, push the genre to where it needs to be.
0: Actually, Next level, bro.
1: Absolutely,
0: man. <laughs> Next yeah. level!
1: Yeah. That's so stupid. <laughs> oh, I forgot. I have my mic set to stereo so I can go back and forth like this. Freak people out. So, anyway, did you a set it to stereo? Cock
2: or balls? It just it just records in mono.
1: Does it record in mono? Oh, that's yeah. bullshit. Wow. Well,
2: yeah, even the the finished audio for the podcast is in it's mono. Is mono? Yeah.
1: Our podcast has mono. Our podcast. That's no good. That's no good. I had yeah. mono. It's it's pretty well, crappy, actually. Our
2: podcast is not poly.
1: Hmm. It could it's be mono. Well. I mean,
0: Two thirds of kinda, us are
1: in Colorado, and that's I'm kind of close enough to Utah. Right? <laughs> well, no. <laughs> it, the dating scene. Uh, a, a buddy of ours, Robbie. We were we were discussing this um, about the dating scene in Colorado, and I ran across this when I was on the apps. The fucking poly slash ENM, which for those of you who are not familiar with that uh, abbreviation, it's ethically non-monogamous. Meaning they're in a relationship, but they fuck around, and it's ethicals because their partner knows swingers. You, they used to call them swingers, <laughs> you know. Now it's ethically non-monogamous. So if it's got more syllables in it, it sounds more professional, or appropriate, or wow. put together, I guess. And it's it, it was just tons of them, man. And like a lot of the women that I would get hit up by, oh, she's cute, oh, she's funny, like stuff. Oh, E and M, there it is, you know. And, you know, I'm not necessarily looking to ever get married again or something. But when I date, I, I, I like to kind of date one on one, you know, um, just I, I feel well, like it's a waste I mean, of
0: time. Conversely, I, I, I don't know, There would not other than a woman who is already in another relationship and I was mm-hmm. her side fling present that same option to any woman yeah, oh they're like, out there oh yeah they're out there well, there's it's plenty like, of men out there I, i'm going to date you mm-hmm. but i'm also going to fuck the entire
1: neighborhood but that's the point of a woman being enm saying she's ethically non-monogamous is that that's
0: exactly what she's doing and she's okay with you doing it too yeah oh, I, I i completely understand but that is a Corner case, you know, specific key lock scenario for general population of ladies. If you told them, I'm going to date you, but I'm going to also screw everyone in my entire neighborhood. mm -hmm. They would be, see you later, I hate cheaters, yada, yada, yada. I would tell
1: you that if you were in Colorado, if you were dating in Colorado, that I'm not sure they are the minority <laughs> or at least they're, they're the, the ones on the apps and doing that kind of thing or not. the minority. Yeah, There
2: might be some, some bias on
1: right. Because they things are on,
2: that you download to get fucked. Right. Or, they are on dating apps. People.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, but I, but I understand where you're coming from, Doug, is that I, I think the majority, I don't think the majority of people are, are into that. Right. That well,
2: I don't think if you have a woman who's in a mon- I mean, I, She's not going to be on the app if she's married and isn't trying to cheat.
1: Exactly. Touche. Touche. That's that. That is. So it's uh, a. There may uh, be some sample size. Right. Yeah. Skewed sample size. I would. I would agree with that. I can't can't disagree with that.
2: Yeah. I get what Doug's saying. Like biologically, you know, women are wired to be monogamous.
1: Yeah. And and men definitely are not. Um, Yes. You know, but psychologically, I am. Physically, no, I'm, I'm probably not, you know, I can be in a committed relationship. I was married for 15 years. I was very happy for the majority of it, but I would still see physically attractive women and think, yeah, I bury my face in dirty places with her, you know. Um, but psychologically, you know, you I I like monogamy. I like building that relationship with one person. That's fun and fulfilling for me. Um so the idea of I cuz I dated a girl and found out that she was poly and m fucked up whatever you want to call it. And uh <laughs> after <laughs> yeah, after. Oh no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. So she swears that she wasn't seeing anybody else while we were dating. Um but yeah, we got kind into a conversation about it and I found out and I was like, Oh, well, we're done then. Which she thought was totally a dick move. And I'm like, Well, uh, we, we don't we're not gonna click with that, right? And at some point If you point, don't like
2: pizza and we go to a pizza place, there you go. You're not gonna right? eat there. If you don't right. fucking like it, you don't need to fucking force yourself in. It's people are stupid.
1: I, I I agree. And I wasn't what's the point in me getting invested in you if at some point you're gonna meet some guy and tell me, Hey I want to go fuck this guy and, and not just fuck him, but actually build a relationship with him and have a relationship with him. I think it's greedy. I think it's, um, it shows a lack of, of ability to commit. I don't Um, think it's greedy. I disagree. You don't think it's greedy? No,
2: no, no. I I think people have, uh, so like, (laughs) this is going to sound bad. I think, uh, there's like a sliding scale of like sociopathy, like so, like there's full-blown sociopaths, and then there's people that have issues with empathy, mm-hmm. and there's people that don't necessarily like committing or whatever, and they, you know, that's their preference.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, but I don't think it makes you greedy if you don't, I don't know, if you don't necessarily want to be in like a committed relationship with
1: one person. So you don't think it's kind of a cake and eat it too scenario? Uh,
2: no, because like. Would you want to do that?
1: Would I want to do that? No.
2: Yeah. See, it's just it's what you want. So you could it's say not... I'm
1: greedy because I want you all to myself. Well, I, I don't. Just, want to share I,
2: don't you. I don't. I don't think anyone's anyone's greedy. I just think that um, you want to do that because it's what you want to do, mm-hmm. not yeah. necessarily because it's objectively right.
1: Okay. Yeah. I guess objectively there really is. Objectively there there really is no right or wrong when it comes right. to that. You yeah, know, yeah, I, I guess I think yeah, and people that's People like true. what they like. Yeah. If if you're into it and your partner's into it, that's fine. But if you know somebody's not into it, you should not engage in a relationship with them or yeah, at least you need to up, be yeah. yeah, you need to be <laughs> upfront with them. You need to be upfront with them and say, "Hey, this is a thing I'm into and let them decide from there." Um yeah. what what they want to do, you know. Uh so yeah. So we,
2: she never told you no. until like way later.
1: Later? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah. see
2: That part's fucked up.
1: Yeah. So, and it was like, hmm, okay. Um, but yeah, for me, it's, uh, it's an investment when you're dating somebody, you know, for, for me, like I said, this, I can only speak from yeah. my own experience. I'm the it's same an way. investment. So if I'm not going to invest in you, if like, it's like a commodity, right. And things are cheap because there's a lot of them and everyone has them. So if you're dating a lot of people, and again, this is my personal opinion. If you're dating a lot of people and you're building these intimate relationships with everyone, then to me, that kind of devalues your intimacy because you're not very particular about, you know, or maybe you are, but whatever. It just feels like if I'm sharing you with eight other dudes, I'm not sure. And you're only getting one eighth of the person. That's how I feel about it. Yeah. You know? And, and there are those that would call me like narrow minded, closed minded that it's the, the patriarchy and all that stupid shit. It's like, no, it's just kind of how I feel about it.
2: Yeah. Having a preference is, uh, is not allowed these days.
0: No, it's not. It depends on what side of the equation you're on. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
1: The the whole woke crew (laughs) has gone, gone too far. I've, I've got a lot of friends that are, that are, conservative and i've got some friends that are liberal i don't have a ton of folks that i know of in my life that are like super woke um you know and i it's funny because <laughs> i'll joke about you know i'll joke about liberals or about people being woke you know and my conservative friends are like yeah fuck yeah and they'll start going on and i'm like whoa 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 whoa, whoa. i got some for you too bud hold up you know um yeah. that was very down the hook. middle hmm
2: you're like that was the left jab. Now time for the right
1: hook. <laughs> yeah, now I'm gonna set you up for the cross. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's it, it's it's just not that that's cut and dry because I don't like the I don't like the ultra conservatives that are you know uh, uh. whatever. And then I don't, but I don't like the super woke groups either. Where yeah, you feel like you can't have an opinion that differs from theirs. They want to tell everybody that you know they have a right to have a different opinion than everybody because that's America or whatever. But then the minute you have a different opinion than them, they lose their fucking minds and become screaming, angry children.
2: That's called inclusivity.
1: Inclusivity.
2: Yeah. When you bully people for not believing what you believe inclusivity.
1: <laughs> I don't, wait, 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 hold on. <laughs> I yeah, don't
0: well, wait. It's that. And the, the interesting thing is <laughs> obviously there there are some things that I'm, you know, as long as we're in the neighborhood of reason, I'm cool. But, you know, once we get, once we've got to, you know, go way, way, way outside the norm, I, you know, it, it's not so much that like I get pissed off about it. It's just the thought that goes through my head is really? But he, here's the thing about society. Society... And social norms are continually on the move. And the thing that's going to be interesting, as long as they're trying to win the fucking woke Olympics, or, you know, they're <laughs> trying to be the wokest human being that they can, society's going to continue to march on. And, you know, pronouns and all of the, you know, everything else, 40 years from now will seem cute. So when uh you know a lot of these people there are fucking octogenarians retiring what you have you, you uh you know the, 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 they're going to be offended by something that's done by the people that come after them and just the 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 uh, the realization of that you know I kind of find hilarious. And I'm just sort of kicking back and waiting to see where the shit winds up. I think it'll be funny.
1: So let me ask you a question. I'll, I'll throw a topic out there and we'll we'll discuss it. Um, your boy, Rick Desantis, um, who I am not a fan of, just in general.
0: This is not my boy, but I believe his name's Ron. But is it continue. Ron Desantis?
1: Whatever. See, that just goes to show you. I thought it was. How much you keep up know. with shit? Exactly. Um, so he passed or is trying to pass that don't say gay bill. In oh, Florida. that's our,
0: that, that's in the book. Some done. Is it's, it? Okay. Yeah.
1: See, Doug so, keeps
0: up on, Doug keeps
1: up on, on, uh, uh, current news, news and I don't at all. Um, just so what is the don't say
2: gay bill? I've heard a little bit basically, about it. Basically,
1: but... basically it's just, it's to prevent, uh, teachers from, Discussing uh, gender,
0: um, it's it, it things. It, the short version is it's an anti woke school based legislation kind of thing about all these subjects are taboo and yada yada and they you know. But this is brought to you by the same folks that are showing up to school board meetings saying. Yeah, have you read this one passage in the in this one book that I find as offensive and read things out of context in the whole nine yards? And yeah, they basically you know, just it it's just reverse snowflakes. I mean, because these are the same are people that that yeah. exactly, but, but you know, it's just one hundred and eighty degrees out of phase. You know, they talk about oh, I say this, and these people you, you, these people get all offended, but meanwhile, you bring. Up a uh, a subject that's contrary to what they believe, and they fly off the fucking handle as well. But uh, you know, it's it's interesting to watch all of this stuff play out. Uh, I've been particularly amused by Ron DeSantis's war with Disney. <laughs> and I did hear about that. I think. Well, it it the, the thing that's funny to me about that. He's, you know, sort of made them his screw-you pet project. You're, you're talking about the people that are in the media business for a living have a, uh, you know, a, a sizable amount of cash on hand. You know, large, 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 large. So he's, large. Not,
2: he's not at war with just Disney World. He's at war with, like, the corporation. Exactly,
0: and oh, the, no. <laughs> the the thing the thing that's amusing to me about that is I wonder how many when uh, you know uh, campaign time comes around, I wonder how many things Disney is going to back in fund and produce as far as political campaigns and the whole. Uh, Commercials, uh, social media campaigns, and the whole nine yards. Because, uh, let's face it, Disney knows how to promote. I'm, I'm not <laughs> terribly a fan of their product. No, but all, if they were to get behind some someone woke agenda, I just yeah. think they don't know what to do with their properties, and they're in a uh, you You're know just in pissed a off
1: because they bought
0: um, Doctor Who. And Star Wars and Marvel <laughs> and you know all of yeah. these stuff that were. At what point does the trust
2: busting come through on shit like that?
0: I, I don't know. Uh, like Disney
2: owns know, every fucking thing now.
1: But nowadays yeah. you don't you don't see that like they did with Ma Bell back in you know with the eighties I think. And so you don't see you don't see as much antitrust as you used to, right? And for those that don't know, antitrust is basically right when a company like. You know, AT and T came in and they owned pretty much. If you picked up a phone, you were you you were going over lines and shit that were owned by AT and T, and nobody could get in underneath that, right? And Disney's getting that way with networks and with streaming companies. They own fucking everything, and they're just pushing other companies out. Uh, Amazon with small businesses. Um, Wasn't there a yeah, big scandal
2: wasn't there a big scandal where either Bell, I think it was Bell, they were sending like a, <laughs> they were sending like a shock down the fucking phone line to fry your phone. Oh, if I don't you know. Yeah, they put like some kind of like resistor in the mm-hmm. circuitry of their phone. So if you bought it from them, it wouldn't fry it. Oh, okay. And uh, any third party phone would just fucking fry. They just send it down the line every yeah, now and then. That wouldn't well, surprise well, me. Well, because
0: when it rings, you get... 40 yeah, volts? it's a voltage ramp, but that's been there. And then they'd be
2: like, "If you forever. had our phone, this wouldn't have happened. It's the approved phone. <laughs> it's for our uh, phone, phone line." Yeah, it was. I, I was reading something about that. I, but. It
1: wouldn't wouldn't shock me at all, honestly. And and to go back because you know I, I brought this up, so I feel like I should clarify this. The don't gay the don't say gay bill, which is not it's called the Parental Rights and Education Bill, but in in a, in a nutshell, it's Classroom instruction by school personnel or third parties on sexual orientation or gender identity may not occur in kindergarten through grade three or in a manner that is not age appropriate or developmentally appropriate for students in accordance with state standards. So I kind I'm of gonna agree. go ahead and say this, right? And and people know that again, I'm I'm kinda of up the middle. Maybe I maybe I tend to to run in the in the liberal category because I really just don't give a fuck what you do with your body or your time or money, but I'm going to say this. I'm actually okay with this bill. Um, because it, what it really boils down to is <sighs> teachers. I don't see any reason for teachers to be d- discussing this anyway. Um, especially not kindergarten to third grade and people say, well, it's going to hurt the LGBTQ kids, you know, um, because they don't feel included, you know, going back to your inclusivity. But, but, why are we even, that's for parents to discuss
0: and decide, right? Um, and no, don't,
2: like, I, I'm so confused.
0: I I, you, I can agree with that up to a point. The part where it became interesting to me was when Disney piped up and said, we don't support this. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they uh, were against it the whole nine yards. Uh, and it was, and it was sort of a weird delayed reaction thing. Uh, as well, far because as the
1: gay community thing. loves Disney World.
0: Right. Well, the, the, the people at the top, um, they were basically just sitting on the sidelines of the issue. And it was, weirdly enough, the Disney employees who pushed and pushed and pushed and mm-hmm. pushed and pushed and pushed until uh, he finally came out and said something. And then, as soon as he did, it seemed like Ryan was just sitting around waiting for this shit, and then <laughs> grabbed it and ran with it. Uh, you know, to the point of you know, kind of a straw man thing. Uh, where well, and it is, I'm doing all this bullshit on the side, right? But I'm just going to make a a big noise about Disney because that's going to resonate with 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 the audience that I'm trying mm-hmm. to corner. Mm-hmm. And, and that's exactly what it was. I am just curious to see how all of this plays that's out. It's going to play out, right? So, Adam, what
1: do you, you said you're confused. What are you confused about?
2: Yeah, it doesn't seem like there's any wording that disproportionately affects anyone talking about like uh, homosexual mm-hmm. sex. It sounds like they can't talk about any sex.
1: No, they don't want you to talk about sexual orientation. Shouldn't shouldn't be
2: talking about
1: sex with your third graders. Kindergarten and third grade. If, if the parent isn't, that's something that a parent should be talking to their kids about. Now I will say this. If a third grader walks up to their teacher and says, Hey, you know, I I, I think I'm gay. And this would be much for a third grader. Right. I didn't realize it was up. Yeah. No shit. Um, If they said, Hey, I'm gay. And, and my mommy beats me because I'm gay or some shit like that. Like, you know, because again, I don't, I think some people are gay and I think people are gay at birth and I, I I think it's a genetic thing. It's a brain thing. It just is what it is. Right. I don't think it's a choice or a lifestyle or Satan or anything like that. Um, but really what, right. Why are we discussing gender and, um, sexual orientation with kindergartens, first, second, third graders? And it's just, I, I think, and and this goes back to a, long-winded theory I've had for a long time. Um, People, you know, what's wrong with America? America's changed and, and, you know, the fabric of America and all that. We want to blame all of these things. But to me, one of the things that we never talk about is the fact that in the late 80s and 90s, we started to ship a lot of our manufacturing jobs overseas, right? So that these corporations could make gajillions of dollars. Mm-hmm. And 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 use slave labor, basically. So when they did that, you didn't have the same family structure that you did through the atomic age of the 50s and the 60s and the 70s and the 80s, when typically mom stayed at home, raised a couple of kids, dad went out and worked, and made enough money that if you clipped coupons and made dinner at home and stuff like that, you could do. You can't fucking do that now, right? Um, mom and dad both have to work in most scenarios. I know of one or two of my friends that, that mom stays at home. Right. Um, but when you do that, because I became a latchkey kid when I was about 10, 11 years old, prior to that, my mom was at home. And I assure you that that's when I started getting into trouble, not bad trouble, but you know, messing around, finding shit I wasn't supposed to find, things like that. So what happens is that then schools and teachers become almost like a surrogate parent because fuck, you're with them more than you are your own parents through the day. Your your parents get home, they're exhausted. It's like, here's dinner. I'm going to go pass out on the couch, which I can appreciate that nowadays. <laughs> you know, um, I feel, I feel that. Uh, so I think that has a lot to do with, and we're one of the few countries that are They're kind of like that. I mean, they're out there. Don't get me wrong, but our family structure in this country, you know, at 18, we're like, kick the fucking kids out in a lot of countries. The 18 year old kid lives with the parents who are living with the grandparents, right? The parents and, and and everybody raises the family and everybody contributes, et cetera. And here we all want our independence. We all want to be out on our own, which don't get me wrong. I love, right? But I think when, when little Johnny all of a sudden didn't have anybody at home and the teachers, the school systems were basically raising our children, not my children. Cause I wasn't dumb enough to have any, um, <laughs> hey, as Doug, he'll tell you, um, <laughs> I think that when Adam's my
0: adopted kid,
1: there you go. Exactly. When that started to happen, right then there's a lot of pressure on these teachers. And let's face it, man, most teachers tend to be liberal. Not all, but I would say the majority of them, right? And I don't think, I do not believe in indoctrination in the sense of these people are trying to turn kids gay, right? I just don't think, because I don't think you can turn anybody gay. I just, just like you can't make a gay kid straight, right? Um, I
2: disagree. I think you can turn kids gay
1: think you can turn kids gay
2: yeah i was speaking to i'm not even trolling i was talking to
1: uh i can tell because i don't hear your cheeks up by your ears when you say that
2: <laughs> i was talking to someone who's uh who's gay we talk a lot about gayness mm-hmm. for lack of a mm-hmm. better term
0: sure <clears throat>
2: and i asked him one day i was like do you think it's nature or nurture. And he said, I think it's a little bit of both. He's like, mm-hmm. I think at some point, like you're born maybe with the predisposition to be gay. Mm-hmm. And then maybe at some point there's some triggering event that sort of turns you. But I, I guess triggering it would have to be done.
1: or traumatic.
2: <clears throat> I guess it depends on what it is.
1: Because I, I I probably know who you're referring to, and I'd actually like to talk to them myself about that. Um, it would be curious to know, because I've had this conversation with other gay males, um, not with yeah. any gay females, though. I would love to have that conversation with them as well as to whether or not there was a traumatic. Um, I
2: have heard that anecdotally from other people, but mm-hmm. this particular person, I, I don't think. As far as they know, anything like that happened. Right, that, happens, right.
1: But, but that uh, they can remember or, or consciously remember. Yeah. Little EMDR might bring out some demons. Um, <laughs> yeah. But what was interesting is the the gay men that I have spoken to, um, I think the majority, if not all of them, um, did relate a traumatic, sexually traumatic story to me, yeah. you know, and it was usually homosexual in nature. And so... That that's a whole nother, like the the whole concept of homosexuality to me is there's a lot there, you know, there's just a lot fucking there, man.
2: Um, I've heard that same thing from enough people that I, I think you, you can turn somebody. Gay,
1: but do you think you can turn him gay just by discussing it and being like, maybe you're gay? No,
2: no, 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 Johnny. No.
1: You know, no, I mean, I think I every don't
2: think it's hundred percent genetic. That's all I'm saying.
1: Fair enough. That's that's fair. Yeah, because I'm not sure that I do either. I, I did. I said you're born gay, but I think I probably believe closer to what you said. I believe you have the the disposition that there's the a genetic thing there, um, and some some men, if if they have some sort of homosexual trauma are going to fall into that, but then some yeah. don't, you know?
0: I, I mean, I think there's, there, there is a nature nurture component, but I don't mm-hmm. think it's, uh, I, I, I don't, I mean, obviously there are, are going to be corner case fringe examples that we could get into. So this, this is not for me. Like you know, this is always the case, but uh, you know, I I, I kind of think it's it, it's sort of like Chinese food. So <laughs> exactly Doug what is, I was thinking. <laughs> I mean, I was just like
1: when I think of you know you sucking dick, I think of Muguai Pan.
0: When you were born, you you didn't have a genetic predisposition to Chinese food. You saw some chinese food or somebody else was eating chinese food and then you tried some chinese food and then you're like wow i really like chinese food so i mean i think that uh for a large part of it yes there's going to be some sort of genetic component to it that you know obviously we don't know what it is yet i think that's one of those things that ai is going to help us discover over time but uh, you know, people are a lot more experimental these days with, you know, I I, I want to try this. I want to try that. You know, back when uh, we were coming up, uh, you know, things were a little more vertical. And if you go back farther than us, you know, you had the dad that had one job and then it, it, you know, it may have been the local coal mine or what have you. And then, you know, the kid grows up and they work in the coal mine. So yeah. so on and so forth. And then there started to be, you know, a little bit more breaking of that around the time that we came around, as far as the time I was born in the 70s. Um, but I, I, I think the personal ownership and exploration is a, a, a little bit more than, than what it was in it's the a old little more days.
1: yeah it's a little more right. socially acceptable right, right. i you mean, know as
0: far but hey you, you know if if you were so had sort of looked at a guy's ass and thought that it looked cute and mm-hmm. the whole nine yards and you got a chance to try that one day and you found out that you liked it i imagine there's people that have gone both ways with that hey i think i might like to and then after they do they're like no never doing that again you, you know, don't want any of, of this, do we? Right. But- <laughs> Zip. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> right. Right.
1: There's, <clears throat> and it, I think it was, um, what was the name of that show on Netflix? Big Mouth. It's an animated show about kids going through puberty and it's fucking hilarious. And they, they explore the idea of, or the concept of, of kids questioning their sexuality which i know i did when i was about 12 or 13 i thought i might be gay for a while um because pretty much anything would give me a boner like it just didn't matter um books that's called being a young man <laughs> exactly right but you know right you'd see a, a dude doing something and it was like oh, boner and i was like oh god i'm gay um i'm not gay i i you know, I've had many gay men say, how do you know if you haven't tried? My answer was, how do you know I haven't tried? And that used to shut them up pretty quick. Um, but so I do, um, I do definitely understand the, the, the concept of, of kids questioning their sexuality. Cause I think all kids do, it's the hormone imbalances and the You know, I've got a buddy that's got a 17-year-old, 18-year-old male now, and he's always like, Jesus Christ, you know, this kid. And I'm like, brother, just remember, he's a teenager. He's fucking insane, right? It's like like somebody sneaks up on him with a syringe full of drugs and just goes, stab, there you go, buddy. And he gets to run through that for a while, and then... You know, fall Isn't there off Like of a it.
2: puberty monster on Big Mac? Yes, a hormone yeah. monster. Yeah, hormone. the hormone
1: monsters. Uh, because the old the old dude's hormone monster is about to die at any minute. <laughs> um it's it's really a great show. I love it. I know you weren't a big fan, but um no, I thought it was hilarious. And they uh they explore the the idea of these kids, you know, thinking they're gay or questioning whether or not they're gay or whatever. But not in a Nothing on that show. I I think the one thing I like about that show is how, for as vulgar and disgusting and hilarious as it is, they still do it kind of in an odd, tasteful manner. Like at no point they discuss sex. It's not in your face. It's yeah. I mean, you've got ten-year-olds talking about sex and eleven-year-olds talking about sex, but at no time do you feel like they are being sexualized. I think Nick Kroll and the and the crew have done a really good job making fun of it without it being creepy. You know, and, and it is hard to discuss the sexuality of, of kids and teenagers without it at times feeling a little pedo. You know, I have seen movies and TV shows where I was like, you know, I see what they're trying to do, but (laughs) this is making me uncomfortable. All right. And that's not easy to do.
2: Like kids. You ever watch kids? You know, we were just,
1: we were just talking about kids the other day. We were discussing, uh, one of the guys that works in the office with me we um, d- he was discussing that his kids like 10 and you know she's talking about wanting a cell phone and he's like you know I I I want to trust her and I want her to see that I trust her and and all that but there's a lot of shit out there and we were just dis- discussing experiences and stuff and he says man you know what really kind of like set me straight he said it was this movie and I was like oh yeah what was he, he goes kids and I'm like no oh oh god yes yes I got all excited because <laughs> And, and we, so we start talking about it and people are like, what movie? And it's, you know, we're all in our forties and fifties and we'd be like kids. Oh fuck. Yeah, dude. Yeah. That movie. Fucked me <laughs> <up."> <laughs> <laughs> and it was like, yes, if you've never seen it, uh, it's kids K I D S and it's by Gus Van Zant, I think. I think that's right. Yeah. Um, phenomenal movie, low budget, gritty in your face. Um, but it, it's got some really powerful fucking messages in it. And, Yeah, so I I love talking to anybody. That's one of those movies I'm an apostle of. I I tell everybody, you know, like when your kid hits about 13 or 14, sit them down and make them watch this. So, but yeah, then again. It's actually a really good idea. (laughs) (laughs) Make them watch that and they just be like, yeah, now what do you want to do? Nothing. I'm going to go to my room now. I
2: really don't want to do anything.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to go play video games. Oh, you know. Um, but I mean I couldn't imagine being a parent nowadays either and having a kid that's 12 years old and wants a cell phone. I mean nah, my kid's cell phone would it. be locked down like a motherfucker. But yeah, i give him the
2: fucking North Korea phone. <laughs>
1: Dad, <I laughs> Where can't you can't do this. anything. Yeah, right? <laughs> get him a You're uh, going to get him a
0: jitterbug. Jitterbug. Yeah. yeah,
1: that's what I was thinking. Get him a jitterbug. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean it's it's inevitable, but all of that stuff is inevitable and yes, they're going to go find porn and Yes, they're going to see shit that scars them forever. That's called life, and you cannot protect them from that. Your job as a parent is to keep them alive and try to keep them as sane as you can until they choose to leave, you know? Um, Yes, you can instill them or indoctrinate them with your beliefs and your thoughts. That's on you, but you you
0: can't protect them from everything. And
1: I know they're, well, it's easy to say, Dan, you're not a fucking parent.
0: Maybe I can't be a lousy protect parent. them from everything, but you can't. No matter how hard you try. And, there you it, go.
1: And Doug's and, a parent, so haha, ha, fuck you all.
0: It's now I can say the n-word. I'll, I'll, no, that's not how it works. <laughs> but <laughs> I've got a friend uh, who's a
1: parent. <laughs>
0: yeah, it. You do the best you can to give them the tools that they need to succeed, but no matter how much you try, you can't really rig the outcome of the game. You can't, uh, no matter what you independently do, you cannot influence the end result. All you can do is help. And uh, sometimes, just like everything else in your life, you can put in all the work, do everything that you can, and it still turns out shitty. And that doesn't matter if it's kid raising or building a fucking bird box, you know, it, 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 or a birdhouse. It, it, it happens. So I think what Doug
1: is trying to say is, if at first you don't succeed, suck harder.
0: <laughs> yeah. Take us out, Adam. someone, you've got to trust them. There's no other way. You've got to give them the key to everything that's yours. I forgot
2: to put the movie clip Otherwise, in here. Oops. What's the point?
0: We're gonna get sued.
1: And for a while. They're gonna take everything.
0: That's the kind of love I had. All five dollars. Yeah. <laughs>